Sister! Sister Carissa, wake up! Wake up, sister! Hello! I'm talking to you! Can you see me? Can you see me, sister? Sorry. What are you sorry for? Can you hear me, see me, anything? Any response other than sorry? It's been a long night. A long night doing what? All you do is sit. Long night moving your eyes? Bleeding. Oh, well. Have they not stopped that yet? They don't know what is causing it. Well, where are you bleeding from? Oh. Oh, God, sister. Well, I guess you just keep bleeding. I keep, keep bleeding. You know what I'm saying? Come on. We got stuff to do. I lovely Ona Lewis. I keep bleeding. Keep, keep bleeding, love. Oh, well, if that's all you're bleeding, come on. Can you move your scooter? Can you help me into the chair, sister? No, no. No, you can press the button right next to you to call in this. I'm not doing that. You're gross. And you're bleeding. Oh, sister, there's blood everywhere. Oh, my God. How are you not dead? The nurses don't come until three. What do you mean they don't come until three? There should be nurses all the time. Look, is that why your wounds are all bloody? The nurses don't come until three. I'm going to press this page nurse button. See what happens. Boop. No one will come. No need to get sassy with me, sister. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be alive. You didn't do anything to save me. Well, that's just entirely not true. Now I'm a computer. Well, you're not a computer. You're still a person. You just have a computer voice. I mean, it's honestly better than your other voice. I can understand you better. You don't sound as old and raspy. You look worse than ever. And I think your blood has an infection because you kind of stink. But you sound good. You are never very nice. Who the hell are you to talk to me like that, sister? You're lucky I'm even here right now. We are equals now, no. How do you figure? I'm your caretaker. The cult is over. What? The cult is over. What are you saying to me? The cult, the cult. You know, the cult you ran until the FBI entered it. The cult I ran, Sister Carissa? The cult I I ran that you never ran ever? Yes. It's over. Look, I know it's over because everybody's dead. You're half alive. I got a fucking useless marble helping me. I don't even know where she is. Then we are equal. How are we equal? I'm better than you in every way. Look, I got legs. I can walk. Can you? You are so cruel. Titty Twister. Titty Twister, Sister Carissa. What are you going to do? You feel like your, oh, your nips are getting hard. Oh, nice and red. I can't feel the titty twister, but I am disturbed. Well, li listen, you're a cult leader, bitch. You did, you knew this shit was coming. You think you could have a nice ending? It's not even your ending yet. You're a cult leader. I didn't even know I was in a cult until, like, two weeks ago. How did you not know? Father Andrew kept it under wraps. Oh, Okay, sister, I'm sorry, but you're weak-minded. You were already in a cult before I found you. You were already having cruel things done to you. All I did was take over the role of doing the cruel things. Do you have these negative feelings about Father Andrew? But I thought you were my friend. Andrew was always a disgusting human. What possibly made you think we were friends? We were business partners at most. You were a ray of sunshine. I'm sorry? You were a ray of sunshine. I don't like your sarcastic computer ass. 
I don't like it whatsoever. And I honestly, I think your ideas are stupid. They didn't do anything for me. The ISIS video did nothing. All it did was get pee all over me. It got millions of retweets. What the fuck is a retweet? Retweet. Okay, it got millions of retweets, but I got tons of negative press coverage over it. Sure, Sister No is a household name, but not in any good way. Nothing's came of it. All my members are gone. That's not my fault. You did black magic. I don't like you. You, you don't have any sense of accountability, Sister. You weren't involved in all of this. I could... Wheel your wheelchair ass up to the authorities right now and disappear with my black magic, could you? No, you just sit there motionless, bleeding! The bleeding has never stopped, has it? No, no, there's a big puddle you're sitting on. Doctor? I'm not your doctor. Nurse? No, no. No, 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 no. Let's just wheel you out of here. Come on. We're gonna leave now, sister. Where are you taking me? You're coming with me, on your own volition. Where are we going, then? I don't fucking know! You tell me, sister! You were the idea person! What do we do? Have you ever been to Boise, Idaho? I hear it's lovely this time of year. We're in the middle of all of this shit, and you want to go to all, of all places! Boise, Idaho! They invented curbside to go. Did they? Applebee's? In Boise, yes. Listen, sister. Do you know what Sister Marble is? She left, remember? You told her she was worthless while I was having a stroke and then she left, sobbing. Yes, but do you know where she is now? I'm trying to find her. Half a brain, half a brain, Carissa! Shifty eyes, shifty eyes. Cringe ass bitch! I'm taking you to the place right now, you cringe bitch! No, don't. I'm taking you, bitch! Please. Tell me where Sister Marble is. She's. Where is she? She's. She's. She's what? You having a glitch? She's. Working somewhere safe. Can you be a little more descriptive? I'm trying to find my fucking marble. Listen, we're about three blocks away from the police station. I could get there in ten minutes. I don't feel like I can betray her trust. Marble was my closest friend, and she at least cared about my health. Do I not care about your health? Aren't I the one who, I don't know, came to pick you up? You left me here to stroke and die in the street. What's your point, sister? I'm sorry. Is that what you want to hear? I'm sorry. Sister Marble works as the little ball inside a spray paint can in a museum somewhere. She what? Good work she's gotten. Listen, Sister Carissa, I gotta be real honest with you. Thank you for the information. Um, but I don't think you... I don't think you're a valuable part of the team anymore. And I think, unfortunately, you know, we got, we've had to make a few cuts. Um, there are budget considerations we have to keep in mind. What? You Why? are a cripple, and I don't think that you were of any value to me anymore. You owe me. I owe you what? What do you want, a dollar? You can't leave me here to die again. Again? You never died. Stop being so dramatic. You had a massive stroke 
They took away half your brain. Dimwitted Carissa, that's what I should start calling you, dimwit. But you left me here to die. Thank the Lord above I didn't. But you left me here to die and now you're going to abandon me again. Wow. Should have held out longer on that tidbit of info. Well, you've never been good with being smart, sister. What did you think would happen? Did you... Have I ever respected you? Think one to one time where I respected... I might have respected your opinion, but you've had so many bad ideas that now I have nothing. I've done... I've done everything perfectly. I've done all the spells perfectly. The only thing that's been messed up is listening to you, which was not perfect. That's my mistake. I can admit faults. Can you? I thought you and I would grow to love each other while taking on what? this adventure together. What? I'm not a lesbian, you fucking gross-ass, gay-ass bitch. Platonically. I'm not a... No. Ew, no. I always knew you would. Platonically. Platonically. Platonically, huh? That's why you got the dark-ass haircut? When I dropped you off, you had hair, now you're bald. No, that was the brain surgeon. Was the brain surgeon a hot female dog? What did you think would happen? I would just drop down on my hands and knees and eat your pussy out in your wheelchair? No, but I thought you would at least take me along on the adventure of a lifetime to get out of this mess you, I repeat, you, got us into. Sister Chris, I honest to God don't know how to respond to that. I don't know how to respond to most things you're telling me right now because you're trying to make me feel guilty, but I don't feel it. I don't feel one ounce of remorse for what I've done to you or Marble. Y'all were weaklings. Let me go along with you. To where? Boise, Idaho? I mean, maybe. I gotta, I, I gotta be real clear with you, sister. Wherever we end up going, I'm not eating you out. You're too old and you're too gross. And I'm not gonna scissor you or let you eat. Maybe I'll let you and me out. That's I don't need sexual pleasure. I just need friendship. You're all I have left. You have Sister Marble too. Let's get the gang back together. Let's get you, me, Sister Marble. We'll all be equals in this. We'll we'll do it 30, 30, 30. And then I'll have the, you know, the extra 10%. I'll be 40. Marble only calls me from an undisclosed payphone. Who the fuck uses payphones? What's Sister Marble doing? I don't know where she is, honestly. I just know she loves mixing spray paint. When did she get that passion? Never knew that about her. It's every marble's dream. That, and winning the sand marble tourney. I always thought the marble's biggest marble dream would be to win the Marble Olympics. She had smaller aspirations, I suppose, but it's all she ever talked about. Goes to show you never listen. Do you want to come along with me or not, bitch? I'm not going to take you along if you keep treating me like shit. Yes, yes, yes. Are you going to stop treating me like shit, making me feel bad? I'm sorry. Thank you. Can you say I'm sorry, too? <laughs> For what, exactly? We'll work on it. Oh, I'm sorry, Sister Carissa. Oh. Oh, fuck. What? What is it? I just got a DM. From who? One of your little side pieces? Someone just slid into our DM, sister. Who? Someone that calls himself Big Red. Big Red? That sounds really familiar. Did we work with him in any sort of campaign? Big Red, like the chewing gum. Oh, THE Big Red! Oh my god, do they want like a brand deal? 
Tell them to send it over. We'll kill like 10 more cats for like a few boxes of it. Do they want us to like chew Big Red while we're killing cats? Well, it's not Wrigley's Big Red Gum, but it's a man named Big Red, similar to the cinnamon-flavored rubber treat. Okay. Who's he associated with? Like, hubba bubba? Listen, can they also send Laffy Taffy? He's not a chewing gum magnet, but he says he has a private island. That sounds perfect. Ask him if we're invited. Also, ask him if he's the police. It's off the coast of Goat Island. Wait. I think this is a fucking prank. Oh my god. Fuck, if Goat Island were real, we would be fucking set. Everyone knows Goat Island isn't real. I know, but like, it could be. I mean, magic's real and nobody thinks that's real. Maybe he's not bullshitting. Tell him to- tell him to give us undisputable evidence that Goat Island is real. And we'll meet him there. And if he wants me to serve as his princess, I will. Chris Angel is so fucking sexy. Do you think he'd let us stay at the Luxor in Las Vegas? That's definitely real. Goat Island? Definitely fake. I mean, Chris, Chris Angel, he's a handsome fucking man. I, I mean, I know I wasn't, I said I wasn't into that gay shit, but I would totally do like a threesome with like you, me, and him. I won't go down on you, but he could like, you know, put it in you. Then put it in me, then put it back in you. Have you ever seen this shirtless pic of him in handcuffs and chains? MMM piss on me. Can you pull it up for me, sister? Come on. Don't hold out on a bitch. Here it is. MMMMM fuck. I want him to piss on me. Oh, I didn't know you were so kinky, sister. He can fill up my colostomy bag with me tonight, eh? No. No, I'm... I'm... I'm no. <laughs> You're losing me. I'd, ra I'd, I'd rather think I'd rather go to Gold Island, sister. Big Red sent proof. And a way to get there. Should we try it out? I, fuck it. What do we got to lose? As long as as long as you can prove it's not the FBI, I'll just put that trust in you. Although I don't, I don't know if I should. I got FBI, CIA, NSA, KGB. I got them all after me. Book us two tickets. Well, three technically. Because I'll need one for my wheelchair for the first flight to Tennessee. Sister Carissa, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're on the no-fly list. We're, we're going to have trouble even renting a car. The Colt van was destroyed. That's a bummer. How far away is it? How many miles? Well, it's a 12-hour drive to this museum in Tennessee. We'd better get started. Well, let me hop on your lap. Here, let me cuddle in here. And why don't you drive us there? How fast does this thing go? Oh, that's cozy. Don't get any, don't get any ideas, sister. We're doing this purely out of necessity. And make sure you take the back roads, because I don't want anybody on the highway seeing us. It goes about three. Three what? Three. Hello, and welcome to Motafe. Welcome back. Uh, I always say welcome back, and I never mean it. I always think that there's been more time, but for the for us, there has been a, a momentary delay between recording episodes about like two weeks since we've recorded episodes. So to me, it feels like welcome back, but <laughs> to the viewers, it's like, why did the fuck does he always say welcome back? <laughs> I guess it's just part of the, the, the saying at this point, you know, what can you say? Folks... I've uh, recently been re-listening to some of the early episodes of this show, uh, and maybe I'll include a few clips while I'm editing this, of some of the past discussions that we had in this episode. 
Um, and at the time, I was 19, and it was September 6th, 2015, and I was about to turn 20. And we talk about, as you'll hear in this next little clip, uh, I, we talk about how I'm just feeling anxious about turning 20, how I feel like it's a big deal, and how it's making me feel. So we'll, we'll splice that in here. Enjoy that. I am turning 20 in two, two hours, hours and, and two, two minutes, minutes. Yeah, math. and uh, <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to go through a midlife crisis. Uh, I kind of already did while I was driving today because I've been alive for two decades, and the last sec, the last like few hours of that, while I was like 19 and a reckless spirit, bro, like a teenager, I was delivering pizzas. And the other weird thing, for Pizza Hut, yeah. And the other weird thing is that. I'm going to now have a two in front of my age. I just thought I of this. I didn't even think about that. That's I weird. just thought of this. Like, think we're, about we're it. We're twenty somethings. Yeah, like we're we're twenty year olds, and what have we done with our lives? Nothing. I, I even said when I turned nineteen, I was like, "Yeah, I might be spending my nineteenth birthday in Springfield, but I'll be spending my twentieth in New York." I'm not. Did you say that? Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I know. Because I thought I would be living in New York by then. Tomorrow, for my birthday, we're going to the record store because we're horny for vinyls. And uh, we're going to go to the record store. My grandma made dinner for me. And then we're all hanging out. Nicholas, Brianna, Nicole, Reagan, RJ, and I are all hanging out. <laughs> and, and we're going to have a good time, I think. And uh, so maybe... Maybe I'm not spending my 20th birthday in New York City where I want to live for the rest of my life. And maybe I've been alive for two decades. And maybe I have a two in front of my name now. And maybe I spent the last years of the last hours of my teenage years delivering pizza and then recording a podcast. But that no one will listen to. Right. Maybe. Nicholas, if you're listening now, so I'm just kidding. Text Ninja Turtles to 90210. Yes. And, uh, you know, so well, maybe all maybe all that's not happening. But, you know, tomorrow we're going to have a good day. You know what I mean? I think I think it's going to be a good day because I'm calling off of work. You heard it here first, folks. I'll technically be a 20-something now, like, you know. But I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think the next, you know. 10 years. The next 10 years, I think, are going to be very exciting be for us. Don't say that to me because I'll kill myself right now. That's weird. 10 years will be yes. 40 years old. 20 That's years really will old. be 40. And the amount of time that we've been alive now... We will be 40. We'll be like, I just imagine every 40-year-old man is a fat, bald man. I think every, I, for sure, by the time I'm 40, I'll have gone through a midlife crisis. Probably when I'm 25, because I expect to die by 50. I don't expect <laughs> to die by 50. Think of it, think of this right now. The average life expectancy is what, 75 to 78? It's we're gonna now. We're going to die in 50 years. Statistically. Yeah, statistically, we will be dead in about 50 years. That's terrifying to me. I know it's 50 years. But I want to be immortal. Who doesn't, though? Yeah, I'd love to be immortal. I would love to be immortal, even if it means uh, downloading my brain on a chip. We've talked about this before. Have download we? my yeah, yeah. You download your brain on a chip, and then they put it in a robot. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I want. Yeah, that'd that's be what great. And chappy. Really? Yeah. Wasn't that beautiful? That's from episode I don't even know two, three. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you what episode it's from, but. Here we are, all these years later, still doing this show. We took some time off in the middle, but we're still doing this great show, and today is September 6th, 2021, 
and tomorrow I turn 26. Now, of course, this episode goes up a lot later than that, so now you kind of you, you you've got a little bit of an insider's peek as to how we do this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this. Uh, this is a weird time in my life because as you heard in that clip, I, I talked about having a potential midlife crisis or I guess what I would hope would be a quarter life crisis at 25. And folks, God, did I know myself because maybe it didn't happen until about 26, like right, right about to turn 26. But I'm 25 right now. In the last couple of weeks, I, I have been having what I would call a quarter life crisis. Um, and maybe it's normal. Because uh, I feel like, you know, this is a similar uh, uh, crisis that I feel like that you went through, RJ, after you graduated college, where you're like, well, now that I don't have that structure underneath me or that to fall back on to say, well, I'm in school. So, like, that's why I, you know, I'm in school. Yeah. Now that that's it's not like, a what do you thing. do with yourself? Exactly. What and and now I'm trying to make a a career for myself. I'm trying to figure out what my career is, how I'm going to make a job out of what I of my passions. And I'm at the point where I feel like I'm at a crossroads. And I'm like, on one hand, there's a path where I, which I hope that I am able to follow, where I continue pursuing creative uh, pursuits, and it continues to, or it pays off better than it has, uh, so far, but that maybe I'd be able to make a career out of that. That's always been my dream. And then there feels like this alternate path that I'm on, that I'm actually on, (laughs) where, uh, I'm substitute teaching, uh, waiting to get my teaching license to then potentially get a job as a drama teacher. And that has really put me in a, a true crisis, uh, an existential crisis of when do you give up on a dream sort of and when when is a dream uh when does a dream just become a hobby and when do you have to accept that your dream might have to be a hobby and then how do you find a job that allows you enough time to do that hobby in a way that makes you feel fulfilled that's what i'm struggling with so far cuz if it has to if it's always going to be a dream and never a reality how do I live with that? Because this has always been something that I'm like, well, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, when I graduate college. Well, <laughs> now I graduated college and I'm crossing. I, I got, I've arrived at the bridge and the bridge is out. <laughs> the, there is no bridge there. And I'm not too sure how to build a bridge because I went to school to study theater. So I have to just <laughs> <laughs> pretend there's a bridge there. I don't know. So you can it's see, a metaphorical yeah, bridge. You can see you can see my dilemma. So it's just interesting to go back and listen to that because one of the things that I mentioned in that episode is I'm like, well, you're college educated. I say to you, and you're like, well, yeah. I mean, not you hadn't graduated yet, so you're like, yeah. I mean, almost completely college educated, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not college educated at all. And so now you know, six years later, I am college educated, you know, so I know there are, there are, there are so many parts of my life that I know the Zach that recorded that in 2015 would absolutely be proud of. But I also know, uh, just from my gut feeling that there are also parts of my life that that Zach from 2015 is confused by and, and struggling with. Um, so that's just where I'm at, and I thought that would be an interesting little update just because I recently came across that, that old conversation 
and thought that it would be nice to just kind of update where I'm at with that, because here we are again in the same circumstance of recording the day before my birthday, so felt like a nice thing to mention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Motif on a certain level is like a personal diary for us. Oh, absolutely. And so it's nice to be able to check in on these little things, and because, hey, in in four years, you know, we might still be doing this, and we might say, hey, four years ago... Uh, I wanted to be performing for a living, and now I am. You know, so, hey, manifest it. (laughs) Manifest it. Yeah. Folks, and RJ, not just the folks at home, but recently (laughs) I think I've discovered that I have thalassophobia. Thalassophobia? Thalassophobia, which is the fear of the ocean. Really? Yeah. Now, not in any serious way, not in any like, oh my God, I, I like I could never go in the ocean. But the way that it, the way that I think about, the way that I started thinking about it is just like the ocean is so goddamn deep. It's so goddamn dark. And for years, I've always been fascinated by like the Titanic, uh, and not just like the movie, but the actual Titanic. And uh, when I moved, like for instance, when I moved in. Um, with my dad and Alicia to the the house in Forest Hills, I decorated my room the Titanic. Like they painted the walls blue and like had like this big ship's wheel clock that had like a picture of the Titanic on it. And I had that's so random. I know I had like a a newspaper that said like one thousand dead, and I had that on my wall. Good God. Like, yeah, it was. I was obsessed with the Titanic. I did a a. a in elementary school, in the, the gifted program, we went out and I bought a model of the Titanic at um, Hobby Lobby, and my dad and I built that, and I would like play with it for years, like as if it was a toy. I loved the Titanic, and part of part of the fascination is like, well, it's still out there. It's like it's in the ocean. It's it's not that it doesn't exist anymore, because it exists. It's just at the bottom of the ocean, rotting. And it's dark. Yeah, I'm pretty sure James Cameron took like a film crew. Down yeah, there. he did. And there's, you can see the footage of it, like in the in the actual Titanic too. And over the years, you know, now it's started. Now, like a lot of the recent news, because I've, like I said, I've always been fascinated by the Titanic. A lot of the recent news is suggesting that the Titanic is about to fall apart. So it might actually no longer exist for much longer because of the the rust and the corrosion and everything is. Um, getting to a point where it's, I mean, now it's a hundred years ago. It sank in 1912. So it's over a hundred years ago. You know, I can't say that I've had like a deep fascination with the Titanic, but I remember a few years ago, we found out that they were making a Titanic VR Mm -hmm. game. Yep. Why haven't they made it yet? I know. And maybe they have, but when you're talking about the ocean, I can, I'm not afraid of being in the ocean. Like, at all really i mean maybe like i'm like oh i hope a jellyfish doesn't touch me i've had like fish touch my yeah. feet in the ocean swimming in it but i i respect the ocean mm-hmm. i meant it's fucking huge most of like the land we have on earth is immense but there's way more ocean than that and it's a cruel mistress mm-hmm. hurricanes and waves and i seeing, know like have you ever watched compilations on youtube of like the worst like storm ships have ever oh, been yeah. in. Oh yeah, and like like you'll see sh- like waves that are like hundreds, twenty of feet, times yeah. bigger than yeah, like twenty times bigger than the ship is. Mm-hmm. That's scary. It's really scary, and 
that's a lot nobody of nobody could find you. That's a lot of what this thalassophobia is. There's like a, a subreddit dedicated to it uh, that I've been scrolling through, which actually provides some of um, the fodder for today's discussion. <laughs> but the uh, it's really interesting just because a lot of it is just the fact that it is so big. A lot of the yes. the images that get posted will be like a a like you're saying uh, a ship that is dry you know sailing through and it's like it's like a bigger than a cruise ship you know it's these huge oh yeah huge these, like, cargo liners and they're like getting absolutely decimated by yeah. waves and just absolutely it makes rocked. it seem like nothing and that's terrifying to me just and I've been on cruises. I've been on two cruises, and it is a little it is a little intimidating when you feel like the fact like oh shit we you know I'm rocking back and forth we're on a boat, it is it's creepy and like when I went with my dad on a cruise, um, my dad bought the cheapest room possible, which was on the lower the lowest possible deck that you could get on, but it did still have a like a porthole, but nine times out of ten we were underwater in our room <laughs> and like that's scary that's, did you see fish and shit yeah like you would see like fucking like animals but mostly it'd be like waves like you could see like that we were like right where the wave line was and so like you could only barely see like every once in a while if the waves were low could you actually see like the sun or anything like it oh i'm just like scaring myself yeah, just that's thinking actually about it. like creepy I, yeah it's creepy. I, I would never want to go on a cruise ship I would never really want to go on any boat for an extended period of time, especially across the ocean, because no matter what we build, we're still at the mercy of the ocean, Mm -hmm. and the ocean's way more powerful than we could ever be. Right. I think, I mean, I know it was 1912, but they thought that the Titanic was indestructible. They didn't even put enough fucking lifeboats on it. Fucking, they didn't respect the ocean. You know what I'm saying? And so then you think about today, well, of course we're going to think that, you know, Royal Caribbean's biggest you know the biggest ship in the world or at least the biggest passenger ship in the world of course we're gonna believe that that's safe but it could it could tip over it could break in half it could oh absolutely especially when you have to take into account that somebody is piloting it and they're just a human and they can make a mistake Mm -hmm. that's why that's why i'm afraid to fly everybody says it's really safe but i just don't like the fact that i'm putting my faith in two humans exactly don't I hate it. I don't like it either. I I can't shake that feeling. And so yeah, I for some reason I have gone I've gone on a carnival cruise and I've gone on a Disney cruise, you know, I was I had a privileged childhood, but it was definitely it was it, it's there's something about it that's always scary. I mean, I've never swam any deeper in the ocean than like my knees. You know, I don't I don't go much further really? into the ocean because I don't like feeling stuff under my feet. I don't like feeling stuff brush up against me. And I can't swim all too well. I can swim in a pool. I'm not <laughs> gonna drown, but I can't I can't like tread water like that. So I certainly can't swim in the ocean unless I have like a life preserver, I guess. But I never have. So therefore Even then it's kinda dangerous to go out farther than you can actually touch. For sure. And I'm like, no thank you. I've seen I haven't seen Jaws, but like I've seen Jaws, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to go out in the water. <laughs> but the, there are people who do, and I'll have linked in the description um, the I fucking love science article that I'm pulling this from, but it's pulling from Reddit. And all of these posts are from r slash thalassophobia. But one that's also interesting is r slash submechanophobia. Which is the fear? The which is the fear of man-made 
things underwater. And so... that That's a fear? Yeah, that one's really interesting. And I think that one more so describes my... If I if I actually was diagnosed with one of these phobias, I think it would probably be sub-mechanophobia. Because what scares me is thinking, like, looking at that scary, dark, calcified photos of, like, the rotten Titanic falling apart at the bottom of the ocean or, you know... The uh, HMS Victoria, which uh, collided in the front, and be- by the way it sank, it dove straight down into the ocean and buried itself. It buried its nose in the ocean, so it sticks up like it sticks straight up and down. Like, and there's you can go, you can go to like uh, Lake Michigan or Lake Superior and take a sunken boat tour, a glass bottom boat tour, where you can just go and. Look at all the sunken ships in in Lake Superior, and it, cool. including the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is one of the biggest uh, ship sank ships to be sunk. That's cool. So uh, this person, uh, this is P Team Pterodactyl, and he says, "I was diving off the coast of Florence, Oregon, with some uh, friends, and we found a body on the ocean floor in the creepiest condition possible." He was a surfer who'd gone missing a few days prior, so he wore a wetsuit with his legs, arms, and head exposed. Crabs had eaten the flesh from his exposed bits, so basically he was a torso with a skull and skeletal limbs. The creepiest dive of my life, though, two buddies of mine and I went on a night dive in Puget Sound hunting prawns. It was about 1 a.m., and we're about 100 feet deep, the pitchest black you could imagine. We used to do this thing on night dives where we'd get in a circle turn off our lights, and stir up the water and watch the bioluminescence float around us like stars in a black watery space. Beautiful. Only this one time we turn off our lights, stir up the water, and the water glows just enough to reveal a fourth person sitting in our circle. (laughs) But we were at a dive resort, so it wasn't odd to see another diver, except it was 1 a.m. and we'd seen no one else prepping a dive at the dock. He was also alone which was odd considering the dangerous conditions of a night dive in those waters, and he didn't have fins or gloves on. Uh, so that's something that's interesting. But uh, the certainly the skeleton part, I, I could not imagine the fear. Hold on, was the last one, is that where it left off on? Yeah. Well, it's, Was it just uh, like, was that like paranormal? I don't know. It says, I don't know how he swam so well without fins or didn't get hypothermia without boots or gloves. We wore dry suits because it was so cold, but this dude was in a wetsuit with exposed skin. That's creepy. Yeah, it's certainly creepy. That Yeah, that actually is creepy because it's like the ocean is like, you don't know what kind of shit's happening under there. Yeah, exactly. and it, There could be paranormal shit happening, ghost fish. Exactly. Dead, you know, the, the ghost of the dead fucking sur- the dead surfer that they just said went missing and had his fucking skull and skeletal limbs eaten off that you know that's his ghost you know that's his ghost yeah uh glorious user glorious penguin says i was diving in thailand and we were at a site diving where there were two steep hills underwater full of rock formations coral etc between these two areas was a sandy bottom with scattered rocks ranging between uh, the one to five meters across all full of holes and full of life We were swimming uh, from one hill to the next and inspecting these rocks along the way. I was swimming along one large one when I got whacked in the side of my stomach very hard. It startled the shit out of me and I quickly back off. The dive instructor noticed and came over and we inspected what happened. That's when a giant moray eel, I'm I'm later told it was actually a giant moray, he was absolutely impressive. 
or massive, never seen one so big, was easily a couple meters in length and was probably as wide as my head. We assume I had passed too close without noticing and he attacked. Luckily, he did not persist. (laughs) That's so scary. I don't know what I would do if I came across a fucking giant, like, eel. Even in this description, they didn't sound that big. I thought that's just how big they were. I still, I mean, I don't want to see a big... I guess, I mean, I'm swimming in the ocean, right? I guess I should be expecting to see big-ass fish if they come up. I mean, I guess like that's just like part of swimming in the ocean, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, but I... mm, I wouldn't go underneath without like a harpoon gun. Really? Oh, I would no. I would want to kill anything. They would even remotely get close to me like that. <laughs> well, but if an eel tried to attack me, that shit fucking wait. No, it's a stinger that killed Steve Irwin. You're right. Have you watched? Uh, have you had a chance to see my octopus teacher yet on Netflix? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Fucking, fucking so beautiful. Now see if you went down there with a harpoon gun. Now I mean now you know that an octopus. Well, I wouldn't kill an octopus. Now you an know that an octopus would be your best friend. But what if the eel turned it? What if the eel had a once in a lifetime I mean, connection with you? Okay. Well, unlikely, but like maybe. <laughs> I think the octopus was unlikely. Do you think that's ever going to happen again to anybody ever? No. That was. No, that's why too, it's so special. Way too unique of a story. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It was beautiful. Did you see it? Beautiful. It won an Oscar. It won Best uh, Documentary. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, it certainly deserved it. If you haven't seen My Octopus Teacher, definitely we both recommend it. A five-star flick for me. This is a, an account deleted, so anonymous. I was like eight or nine and snorkeling in Hawaii. I turned around in only a couple feet of water, and a turtle rammed me full speed in my face. Scared the hell out of me and broke my goggles. Don't know what the hell it was doing. (laughs) Wait, what? He was this kid, or this person, well, it said it was eight or nine. So this kid was snorkeling in Hawaii, and when they, like, turned around, apparently a a turtle, like, hit, collided, you know, hit them in in the face and broke their uh, goggles. (laughs) That is pretty cute. That's cute, though. I have. I really do love a good turtle. Turtles are really cute. You turtles go to like a pond, and you're like, "Oh, look at that little turtle." <laughs> yeah, when you have like the rare privilege of seeing one. Oh, we down here in Georgia, they're like uh, they're like feral cats. <laughs> I'm not that turtles, not really? that prevalent, but like there's a we live by a pond, uh, and there's like four or five Aww. of them in there. There's uh, we see them I, pretty much everywhere we walk that has a pond. There's, I mean, maybe that's just normal because there's a pond, but are they just small little turtles? Oh yeah, and there's sometimes we've seen like some bigger one, not like a tortoise or anything like that, but like some bigger sized uh, turtles. But yeah, a lot of them are like the one, these just ones you see like swimming in water. Shit, all I see are like squirrels and chipmunks. Did you know that armadillos are in Georgia? No. Yeah, I had no idea, right? <laughs> I mean, like armadillos seem like they're a, a desert thing, like a Texas, New Mexico, Arizona That's what thing. I always thought. But I see them this just the other day, and this is off topic, of course. But just the other day, I saw like five, I saw my fifth dead armadillo like on the side of the road. It's crazy. I mean, since I've lived here, it's been like a year. But I mean, it's still I feel crazy. Like maybe one time when I went to go visit my dad, I saw a dead one. I just, I, it's hard to, it's just hard to wrap my head around the fact that like armadillos can live here (laughs) i thought they were a desert thing too. right i guess it's like warm enough to be (laughs) desert i guess i mean damn also before one thing that is interesting to note that uh is somewhat related but not uh jeff probst of survivor did an interview where he said that they, it was kind of like the point is the new season of Survivor starts on like the 22nd of September 
And so they're obviously just promoting that. And part of what they asked was like, what what went into making it possible to get back on and you know get this season filmed? And one of the things that he mentioned was that he was tr- they considered doing shows in Hawaii or see a season in Hawaii or in Georgia. And one of the islands that they list for the possible locations in Georgia is Skidaway Island, where I go walk all really? the time. Yeah, and every time I go to this place, from the first time I've been to Skidaway Island to still to this day, every time I go there, I'm like, God, they should do Survivor here. And if they don't do Survivor here, like I'm going to do like a local Survivor here because it's so remote. It's so tropical. It looks like where they film Survivor. And so to have that validation that after all this time they actually did consider filming on Skidaway Island in Georgia. Well, they, they might at some point. Exactly, they might. But, of course, then it was like the COVID never got better here. So, eh, you know. <laughs> Are there any people that live there? Uh, yeah, there's people that there, – there's, like, houses on Skidaway Island, but there's, like, a state park, and there's parts of it that are completely, like, isolated, and there are oh, islands okay. off of Skidaway Island that are only accessible by, like, boat. Okay, that's what I always thought Survivor had to be, like – Mm-hmm. It's pretty isolated from, like, a, a civilization, but sometimes you look at where they film on Fiji, and it's like, well, okay, they could, like, if they if they, you know – rode their boat over you know i'm sure it's like a mile two miles even but still it's like they they could get over to civilization but i digress uh user gwci fan god only knows what they're a fan of uh i was diving with some friends and found a fisherman's glove with a hand still inside it we brought the glove to the local police and they told us they hadn't received any kind of a report of a guy with a missing hand <laughs> like, I mean, so maybe like, did did somebody just lose their hand and go, ah, shit, like it's it's gone. Uh, I feel like he probably is dead in the ocean, Ooh, and his hand is yeah, like detached. Yeah. That's what my first thought was. Yeah, because yep. <laughs> nobody's gonna just. Lo- well, I mean, if you just lose your hand at sea, I mean. I guess you're going to have to just accept that you need a prosthetic, right? I mean, if, if he is still alive, yeah. he, what's the point in reporting it? <laughs> yeah, why would you ever report that? And how would he ever lose it? Like, what happened? I don't even know. Uh, I feel like that would have to be something nefarious, like the mob took him out. That's what I'm and, saying, like, yeah. Like, give us your hand! <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You're going to steal from us, we're going to cut off your hand. Next time, you're going to be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah, yeah. And they've already got your taste. They've already got a taste of your meat. Except the mobsters were wrong because the glove protected the hand. (laughs) Imagine, though, if, uh, like, they, he, imagine how pissed you'd be if you found out that, like, your hand was found, though. (laughs) It was never reported to you because you never reported it. Exactly. Like, he's, he's listening to this podcast. I'd keep my hand bone, like, I'd frame it. (laughs) He's listening to this podcast right now going, fuck, someone found my hand while they were diving? (laughs) probably my hand right where was it at again it doesn't say it just says we my friend and i were diving he's like could be mine could be mine. i would frame the fuck out of my hand oh like if somebody brought it to me years later i'd already gotten used to my robotic hand yeah, yeah. i'd be like that's my hand and i would tell everybody the story <laughs> about how i lost my hand at sea and then years later found it listening to an obscure podcast <laughs> yeah, that would be an amazing story. Uh, let's see if uh, user Ender Wigan the Third's story is as interesting. 
Uh, I was diving a spear fishing spot about 30 miles offshore, and I was 60 feet underwater. There I was swimming along when I noticed a school of mahi-mahi. There were about 30, maybe 40 of them. These fish were all between 2 and 5 feet long. They were so beautiful with their sides flashing all different colors. That's when I felt the tug on my leg. I looked down at my legs to see a 12-foot tiger shark pulling on my dive oh my fin God. and taking me along for the ride. In a second, he had ripped the fin off my foot. The shark then swam away but kept circling just at visual range. I think he was still curious about how I tasted. I kept an eye on him the whole time while I was swimming back to the boat. Scariest moment I have ever had in the water. Uh, that would be like the scariest moment of all time. Yeah, just of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would be scarier than that? Right. I can't even imagine. Being circled by a tiger shark? Yeah, and like while you're in a school of fish. Like, I feel like if you're in a school of fish, assume there's a shark nearby. Like, Right, you're prey. Right, get out of there. I mean, even if a shark is able to differentiate between human and fish, do you really want to take that chance? Like, <laughs> No. You're like the big juicy snack to it. Like the... The fish are just like a couple of, you know, like fucking Cheez-Its. Exactly. And you're like a big hamburger. The next part is what led me to sub-mechanophobia, except this isn't on sub-mechanophobia, but I'm going to have to text it to you because it's on my phone here. But this next clip, and maybe I'll include it in the, <laughs> the YouTube version of our show, shows a freighter ship passaging, passing right above a diver. And I've been down on, like, the Savannah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them, too. But down in the Savannah River, these things come through there, and they are fucking humongous. And to even think that I'm diving and one of them is going to pass over top of me, that's fucking that's scary. scary. That is scary. It's really scary. Like, that is really scary. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It looks like a blimp. Yeah, and so they tell us all the time when you take a tour down on in Savannah, they when you're down on River Street, they say every year they end up dredging it more and more so that they can get bigger and bigger boats through the river. And so like they're like so many people drown each year and like because it's just like deeper and deeper water every year. But it makes me think like cuz what it, it looks like she that person is swimming in a really small because they're, like, all the way at the bottom of, in the video, they're, like, all the way at the bottom of this, like, small, <laughs> once that yeah. boat passes over, there's hardly any depth for them. And that's so scary. It kind of reminds me of the scene in Breaking Bad where Jesse is, like, under the train as they're doing the heist. And then the train takes off and he just has to <laughs> lay there as a train passes that over. That is kind of what that is. Yeah, that thing is so deep underwater. That is Crazy. It's scary. That per that person's so lucky that they didn't get caught up like in the in the draft of that, or like get sucked up into the propeller, you know, or like just been hit by a fucking freighter boat that's suddenly coming through the canal. That's scary. According to this comment, this guy who did this was like a thrill seeker who knew. Ah. That this was a shipping lane, ah. and that even if he had like a flag or anything on him, there's they're never going to slow down for him. Nothing he could have done. Yeah, that's crazy though. But regardless, I mean, so if you if just if you if it was an accident, it would be fucking scary. That's in Michigan. Crazy. 
uh, user T play games. I like kayaking when I get the chance, but one day in a lake up in Glacier Nation Park, Montana, the most beautiful place I've ever been, and I totally recommend it. Oh, I still can't wait to go there. When I saw a small boat, a little vintage-looking tiny motorboat, the tiny little uh, mini speedboats you always see in 70s movies set in Miami or something, but just a few (laughs) feet underwater, perfectly preserved. I could reach down and touch it. There was no sign of damage, no signs of why it sunk. It was really eerie. I had to leave because for some reason it just freaked me out. The idea that something could sit inches from the air but still submerged for years probably. It made me so uncomfortable and I don't know why. I don't think I have this sub-mechanophobia. <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking at the subreddit, like the top post of all time and I'm just like, eh. I don't get it. Yeah, it's there's to me there's something creepy about it. I definitely think it, it flips something for me. I could see how it would be creepy, but it's not it doesn't like invoke like a emotional response for me at all. Um this one I remember this one was kinda creepy. This one's user make you think. I was diving off the coast of Fiji and we went through a natural tunnel, which I would just never instantly just never do. A ten meter cave passage through a rock formation. So we start swimming through the cave, and suddenly the lighting was weird, like the blue tint from the water had suddenly been replaced by a red one. Now all divers will know that this isn't only weird because the color changed, but also because red is the first color to disappear at a certain depth, uh, usually between 30 feet, and we were over 70 feet deep. Also, bear in mind, this was a late morning on a sunny day. So imagine this scene. Me and my dive buddy are going through an underwater cave, and suddenly everything, for no apparent reason, is tinted red, a color that you are literally supposed to be unable to see while diving at that depth during the day. Upon exiting the cave, everything was back to blue. I thought it was just me, so I didn't signal to go back up. After the dive, my buddy asked me if I'd seen the water tint red too. We can't explain it, and the folks from the local dive shop had no idea what we were talking about. That's creepy. The first comment says, like, blood red, because that idea is freaking me out. And he says, sorta, it wasn't quite crimson, and I had full visibility. At the same time, it was just weird, but not unnerving at the same time. This girl says, creepy, my first thought was that you were going to discover a shark attack victim or something. I'm like, yeah, I guess I didn't it's think It's weird that. that he's not, you're not even supposed to be able to see red. I think that just shows how much, how little we know about the ocean. Right. Well, you could probably still see red. The last one on the, the the last one on the page just mentioned that this person went swimming with a cut in their arm and attracted a shark. Like, well, of course you shouldn't go swimming if you're actively bleeding. I no, mean, like that's the just ocean. Stupid. Yeah, that would sting too. Right, like dumbass. The salt, dumbass. <laughs> you know, it scares me though to know that you know there's a shark attack in the Ohio River by Cincinnati. Really, the sharks are swimming upstream. Oh my gosh. Is it like yeah. is it flooded or something? Why are they flooding, swimming upstream? Mm, I don't know exactly why. Let me see if I can look it up. I know sometimes dolphins will come up the Savannah River, but it it still connects them back to the ocean. So like that's really confusing that sharks are coming all the way up the Ohio River. From where? Shark attacks Ohio woman. Wait, this was in it. Let me see if I I need to look up shark attack Ohio River. Well, apparently there wasn't an attack, but <laughs> there was a bull shark found in the Ohio River. Did it get dumped there, or it actually swam upstream like you were saying? Mm, I don't know. Unclear. What I, just, what I just read didn't... I could have swore I'd read something about this. Fake news. 
Fake news. Fisherman captures 3,000-pound great white shark oh in Great Lakes. Oh, my God. Duh. In Lake, Lake Michigan. That's You should so see scary. this ugly son bitch. <laughs> He's so proud of killing it. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta send yeah, this shit go, to yeah, you. Yeah, I'll, I'll include it. Oh, I'm farting. Oh my god, he's so proud. Look at him. That's, like <laughs> That's the what only, I'm saying. Like, this is the only time I've ever like seen one of these photos and not felt like disgusted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because like at least you, I mean like sure, the shark probably didn't deserve to die just by being a shark that is in the Great Lakes, but obviously we don't want a three thousand pound great white shark in the lake. So no, he, well, he doesn't belong yeah. there. Get him out of there. So it's like I, I feel it's kind of like the fact it's like I'm sad that Harambe got killed, but like I can yeah, you know I'm I mean? definitely it's like sad the about same Harambe. thing. It's like this this shark d- didn't necessarily have to die, but like it had to die because of where it was. Yeah, that's a fucking huge shark. Three thousand. Imagine pounds. finding that shit in Lake Erie. Like you never expect that shit in Lake Erie. No, and so like I'm glad that guy killed it. But you know, if you're taking just a photo of the deer, the innocent little deer you killed that's just small penis syndrome oh absolutely hunting like a in this photo has the biggest johnson i've ever seen in my (laughs) entire life i know for a fact that guy has a giant cock oh absolutely that's big dick energy that's like (laughs) the definition of it like look how big his dick is like in that smile and like like, kill a great white what ahab could never do except ahab wanted a whale but still (laughs) Who was that? Who was that redneck piece of shit we went to high school with? Forrest that like parrot. blew up a pig with. No, he blew up a pig with like thermite. I think it was. I thought it was the parrots, wasn't it? Forrest parrot. No, it was that cockeyed, cockeyed some bitch. Oh, Matthew parrot. Oh, it was yeah. the parrots, wasn't it? Was it? A yeah, different parrot clan, but Matthew parrot. Yeah, the cockeye. Yeah, we don't support blowing up. Fuck pigs. that guy. We don't support hunting deer or like at least no. taking a picture with it. I mean, if you're going to hunt something, hunt a great white shark like this man, Big Dick Lomanowitz, the biggest dick man I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I mean, that guy is a local hero. Oh, absolutely. And doesn't that say, August, it says August 20th, 2021. This just happened, like, a few weeks ago. Like, I mean, like, what the fuck? This guy's a no, hero. That's, that's hot top. That, that what you're reading is women prostitutes being replaced by sex sheep and camels in Kabul brothel oh, after Taliban. <laughs> That's another story we could yeah. touch on. I Women mean, it's prostitutes being replaced by sex sheep and camp. You know, that's interesting. What website I, is it? the Inquisitor.com? I just read an article, another I fucking love science article that they shared about uh, a damn a poor poor chimpanzee who they rescued from a brothel over somewhere somewhere over there. I'm not going to name a country, but somewhere over there. Uh, they found they rescued a chimp who had been shaved, who was like flea bitten and had been like fucked over and over and over in a brothel, and that's just disgusting, folks. <laughs> I mean, like that's just disgusting. Don't do that. That is disgusting. I, I was reading this thing. I I think it was from the Cosmic Trigger Three, which was you know it was written like twenty five years ago, but they were talking about how somebody and um they were doing some sort of practical joke. Somebody in, like, Nigeria was where they were going out and they were sedating the gorillas. No, maybe this is in a Vice article. I think it was in a Vice article. They were sedating gorillas and then dressing them up as clowns and then releasing them out into the wild. (laughs) 
in this like safari land and like the game wardens were getting pissed they're like we don't know who's doing this somebody's dressing our gorillas up as clowns that's so funny and of course the vice article was a slant though but like this is animal cruelty at of its course, finest right, like course. you can't like sedate and apparently they're unable to get out of the clown outfit on their own uh-huh. so like the game wardens have to like tranquilize them again just to take the clothes Fuck. off and the makeup. That's so sad. But at least they can tranquilize them and get the clothes off and not have to shoot and kill them like they did at the Cincinnati Zoo when they did what they did. Rest in fucking peace. Rest in fucking peace. <laughs> well, folks, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, if you, if you, if this triggered you, if you're afraid, if you have these same fears, hey, I'm sorry, but don't go into the <laughs> ocean if you have a cut on your arm. That's a big one. Uh, if you see a school of fish while you're underwater, you probably shouldn't be there. And same thing, if it's a shipping lane, don't do it unless you're trying to get your kicks off. But just remember, like David Carradine, if you get your kicks off too much, you might die like he did of autoerotic asphyxiation. So until next time, folks, stay moat. And dicks out for Harambe. Tornado. Torn. No, get it.